You're listening to Steel City Music. You're listening to Steel City Music. I'm your host, Jamie Gunner-Smith, and joining me right now out of Sudbury, Ontario, Fortunate Losers. Now, here's the problem with that name. I keep saying in my brain, Fortunate Sons. I don't know why. It just keeps sticking to me, and I said, I'm not going to screw it up in the intro, and I almost did it anyway. It's uh, Brad, it's Devin, it's Brent. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks for having us. Uh we're doing the Gusapalooza Festival uh, on September fifteenth uh, and seventeenth uh, out in Cookstown. What date are you guys playing? Sixteenth. You're on the sixteenth. What time? What stage? Yeah. We're seven o'clock. Uh, the stage. I don't remember. Often. You guys remember? Yeah. I believe no, it's I don't. Eight. 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 That makes okay. sense. I'll tag it in on the uh, on on the end of the interview or the beginning of the interview. We were playing. Uh, <laughs> Sudbury boys, before the uh, before the interview, uh, we were we were, we were swapping uh, stories about playing in Northern Ontario, and uh, all the shenanigans that can happen with, into different parts of uh, of playing in Northern Ontario in different circumstances. The genesis of your band, though, I'm curious, is that um, when I was doing some reading your bio, it was like Seattle sound of the '90s grunge, and and I and I caught that too, of course, when when you hear the music, but I was hearing, uh, with the first EP, I was hearing a little bit of Soundgarden. The influence is there. I find it. But then, when I was listening a little bit more, um, I started thinking of uh, Silverchair at some point, and also a band called Chevelle. Ah. Yeah. So am I Am I kind of in the right framework when I'm hearing something like that? Is this stuff that you Oh, for sure. On? 100%. Yeah. Yeah, you pretty much named the first, second, and third star of the night right there. Did I really? We've actually covered songs by all of those bands before, so that makes a lot of sense. The the reason why I ask that is because um, a lot of, growing up for me in the the music industry, when you're doing a show, or I should say when when you're you're starting up a band, uh, a lot of bands are, okay, well, here's our cover set. This is what we're covering. And these are the gigs we can do. And then we would, then you slip in an original during your cover set. Did you guys start out as a, as a cover band covering that style and material, or was it always straight up? We wrote this and this is the style of music we're doing. Well, when we first started, it was all originals. Like, cause before it was just Devin and I with uh, another drummer, Dan, Dan was his name. And when Brad started playing, we had a whole set dedicated to uh, to covers, and he learned them all. Well, we we all learned them all together. And yeah, we played a lot in Northern Ontario when we first started doing that, all over the little towns like uh, Timmins and Kirkland um, Lake, like just those types of towns. Uh, after about two or three months, though, we <laughs> we stopped because. We just started making music together as a four piece and it was going much better. Right. But but when you say you were playing all over those small areas, was it your style of music? Like Oh, sorry. Yeah. It was uh it was three sets, but we took those covers and spread them out throughout the the three sets with a an odd original here and there. And that yeah, would actually play some aco- acoustic tunes too, actually. He'd do uh some original acoustics and then like some covered acoustics from the nineties. Right, right. That's uh, because we have this conversation with every every band in Canada, every band that I've ever chatted with is always the same thing. It's like when you start, 
you have to play to the venue that you're booked into. So it's like, well, here's here's some covers. This is who we are, that sort of thing. But your your sound is very it, it it's honed into a certain style. So I was trying to think, well, doing the tour of Northern Ontario, you can't just play that style of music, your originals and that the, the grunge sound of the nineties and two thousands, really. Not really, no. Now, having said having said that, have you guys expanded out of uh, Sudbury? I mean, aside from the stuff from Barry, do you guys have you come down to the Southern Ontario market, or have you gone out west? Uh, we've played from all over Southern Ontario for years, yeah. But we've we've played from Charlottetown and to uh, to Thunder Bay, so we've come we've gone that far, like not quite coast to coast, but halfway. Right. So you, you have gone out east then. You've done Charlottetown and have you done have you gone out to Newfoundland and Halifax, those regions? Uh so Charlottetown was the furthest east we went. Charlottetown, New Brunswick, Moncton, Halifax. Uh we did Ottawa and Montreal on the way out there. Um might be another one. A couple of runs. Sure. Yeah, this once all the way, but like we try to hit Quebec as much as possible too these days. Yeah. Now, was that with the was that 2018 when you were pushing that uh, album back then? Were you, was that when you did the the tour? Because I mean, yeah, because it was like I mean, 2020. I mean, I say this in all the chats that I have recently. It's just like 2020. That's the COVID thing. So we're just no one's doing nothing. 20, 2020. No, right. We we had it. Uh, we were really busy early twenty twenty, and then when COVID came, it was just a screeching halt, like, yeah. like like dead stop. How did you guys? De- how did you guys uh, deal with the dead stop? Um, some people I chatted with just said I did nothing. Like I just shut her down. Like that's it. I didn't do any 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 writing, any recording. Others were doing what we're doing now. They just started. Okay, well, we'll do like a Zoom kind of thing and have meetings and play parts that way and send music to one another and do writing that way. What what were you guys doing in that time period? We made an well, album. Yeah, yeah we, we did an album. I built a, a touring vehicle. We did a, quite a bit of stuff. We were finally trying to get to release this thing now that we worked on through COVID, the whole LP, but if, self-titled. But- I'm only seeing uh, singles that are up on Spotify and you, you, you did a whole LP. Now, was this out of uh, a studio in yeah. Sudbury or you said Kingston was the first one in 2018 when we were chatting yeah. before the interview? Yeah. So this is out of Union Sound down in uh, Toronto with uh, Darren Miguel and Simon Lola. How did you uh, hitch up with them? Uh, just really uh, the first time I went to Union uh, for the, uh, the EP, uh, um, Tidal Waves EP. Um, we just, we figured that it, the union was the right fit for that, for that kind of sound. And, uh, that's how we, we got connected with Darren at union. That's why we decided it was a no brainer. Like this guy's like one of the best engineers, if not the best in the city right now. And then, uh, Steve Malella, um, he was kind of, uh, we all talked about who to go with for this, this, this record. And Steve Malella just jumped out at us. He was the most professional and eager to take the band on. Right. And, and um, when you worked with them, um, how did it make you feel at the end result? I mean, you know, Devin, you just said, oh, this guy's the best. He's this, he's that. Was there any apprehension while you were recording with them? Because sometimes when you go into a studio, um, 
you worked with your other friend who was in the, you said in the Kingston area, and then they, they know how you guys work together, but here's a different studio altogether. Um, you have to trust uh, in what they're saying. Like they may say, okay, well, you know what, you gotta, you have to sing this part better. You have to, you have to oh, very push much this so. a little bit better. Um, oh, yeah. What was that experience like for you? Is that, were you guys getting tested that way? Oh, for sure. Steve was not really hard. He just, he, he, he demands a certain caliber of like, like a person, like he really does bring it out of you. And like, I, I keep coming back to this because the guy like for, for what he had to do really like, and I've worked with multiple producers throughout my career in music, but he was the one that actually like, I, I turn around and look at the songs that, and the stuff he's changed. Like I'm talking a whole song will sound completely different by the time you start and finish with it. Right. And oh, yeah. it's something you got to accept It's something you got to trust in your producer when you hire them to do that. How long did it take to, uh, to do the new LP? How like, like what, what kind of like, was it like two months? Was it six weeks? I mean, some people it's like, uh -huh. it's big. Some, some take a half a year sometimes just because of scheduling. Yeah. Brent, you remember how many weeks we spent on that? If you count from day one to a week ago when we got our masters, we spent two and a half years working on this album. Oh man, that okay, you know, on my end hearing something like that, I'm like, okay, so two and a half years. Yeah. You work on something. Someone hears that from the outside. If I was doing that for two and a half years, I would be thoroughly disgusted in myself because I'm like, it's done, but I don't ever want to hear it again. Let's you know, like do you know what I mean, Brad? Like you're like I, I never want to I don't even want to play this song again. I don't even want you to hear it. I don't even want to talk about it with the guy from Hamilton on Zoom right now. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so tired of this. Like, I, it's funny. It's funny. I, I don't know coming from that, but at the same time, I feel like I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't I don't kind of I don't feel that way. I feel like I'm really proud of what we made and we also made songs that are what we like, what we want to hear, right? It's not like we're making, you know, some pop record that none of us really care about. You know, we're making the songs that that speak to us. So I'm not tired of it yet. I mean, it might get there, but what well, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just looking at it from the point of view of like, okay, I've I've played this, I've, I wrote this, I rewrote this, I re-recorded this, I did all this for two years. Um, I just want it off my plate. I want, I want to like put something new together. So having yeah. line of thinking to me is like, my next question would be, yeah, I know it's been two and a half years, but do you have other material ready to go back into the studio? Because it's fresh for the the listener, but it's, it's not fresh for you guys. Well, far from it. <laughs> so, but, like when it comes to newer material, I mean, I feel like we never stop. Like even, I mean, even when we're in the studio doing this most recent album, like, even on the last day, we were pitching it. We were still pitching ideas to throw in the vault for the next time we all get together. Like it's, I feel like with that group of guys, like the like the three of us with Darren and Steve, it's the chemistry is really good. So when things are flowing, they're really flowing. So when does this album come out then? The the one that that we were just talking about for that's taken this long, the two years. When what when's the official launch date? What are we looking at? Uh. Dev, you have, what is? I, th I think it's mid October. I think we just decided with our publicist that it was going to be mid October, and I think that was just decided maybe a week and a half ago. Uh, it's October sixth. Is the album. yeah, that's yeah. what it was. That's right. 
October right, 6th. October Brad, 6th. Brad comes in for the win on that one. <laughs> October 6th. Boom! Now, now, having said that, you you said publicist, so that means the we're we're you know two years you've hired a publicist is it to get the art articles and the write ups and to get a little bit of and this work. is the thing that dra- drags it along. It's it's like a like not only can you become like not tired of but like like yeah kind of tired of, of of the the music aspect of it, but it's all these other things. If you don't have a management, like we're completely independent, we we're not with golden robot anymore right. we don't have a manager we don't have an agency we take care of everything in-house so all these things have to be done still the artwork and 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 the and the merch order and the launch and the, and the whole rollout plan right right literally so it's, everything it's a, it's a lot it's a lot now having said that, that that actually leads into my next question perfectly um you, you guys have taken, you mentioned you did have management, you had other people taking care of certain things. Now you're back to DIY. You have to look after absolutely everything. Everything. Does your personal lives um, at this point in the, with the band, does your personal lives and what you, your responsibility to others, uh, is it, can you actually go out on the road and do a six week? Cause sometimes you know, the day job doesn't dictate that. The other responsibilities, they just don't dictate that when you want to push an album. So are you yeah. guys in that position that that still, yeah, we can go out and we can go out west with this thing if we, if we really wanted to, or we can go back out east and do other markets? We look at it, well, I like to think of it two ways. Like we look at it two ways. Number one, financially, no. Okay, like it just doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. But like our passion is just like what the hell like this 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 thing that we have to this machine is ready to go like it's oiled it's ready to go like we've built it for the last two and a half years right we got to see how it does right at the same time so that's 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 my point of kind of point of view right on that friend as he takes a big swig of iced tea Pardon me. <laughs> I was just, uh, I, I think that, well, obviously as the older, I mean, we started doing this, we were much younger, like we're 10 years in now pretty much. And, um, the older we get, the the harder it is obviously, cause we're taking on more responsibilities, but like Dev was saying, it's, it is a very well oiled machine. Like, and the people that are in our lives know that this is what we do. Like yeah, there might be a few people that are upset with us when we get back from a three, four, five, six week run. You know, there might be some things like, you know, you weren't here to do this or to do that. Like, you might hear some stuff, maybe from work, who knows. But everyone is really supportive and they know that this is what we do. And we're ready, willing, and capable of to do it at any time, too. Like, we could get an offer right now. And I know for a fact that the three of us would find a way to make it happen. Well, David even mentioned earlier, uh, answering a question saying, we built a touring vehicle. Yeah. And and, yeah. That, and 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 to me, that's just, that's the best when, when someone says we actually built something that's, that we could actually live in while we drive because to save that's, our money. Yeah, that's room. key. That's key. Yeah. yeah. Did you, did you convert a small bus or was it a van or what did you end up doing? It's a 26 foot, uh, 2000 international school bus. Oh my so, God. So, yeah, we got we got it sleeps like eight and like we got two lounges and I'm almost done with the shower and bunks and everything. It's actually that's, in the shop right now because I got to use it on Friday. 
That is ridiculous. You 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 modified it. That's Dude, it cost crazy. me forty grand. It cost me forty forty thousand dollars. Devin, I see that stuff all the time on TikTok and YouTube, and there's always that moment in my brain where I'm going, "I could do that," and I'm like, "You can do that, bro." I know, but I mean, everyone makes it look so easy. It's just like everyone. It's not. It's, it's not. This is why I bring it's it up. Not. I'm like, it, it's maddening to me where it's like, okay, because, you know, uh, you know, the cost of gas at, at a hotel uh, room and this and that is just like, oh my God. So yeah, renovate a bus. That's great. But then it's like, you got to strip everything out. You got to. Oh, it's not easy. It's not easy. Yeah. That's hilarious. Now, I don't even know. I don't even, I guess you just still classify it as a bus uh, for, for driving. So you got to have the. Everyone does. Everyone in the band have the, the license. That's the other thing that, that plays on my mind. My anxiety. You don't need. You don't need one because it's a recreational vehicle number one. And it doesn't okay. have air brakes number two. Okay. All right. So That's you fine. can drive it with the G class. It's just like not everybody can drive like a limo because you got to drive it like a limo because you got guys sleeping. You got guys making a cocktail. Yeah. 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 You know, no, are you, you putting? Cool. I know, but are you, but you put the gear in it or are you using the trailer? No, we pull a trailer with it. I'll send you a picture. Okay, yeah, but the, the old guy in me is like going, that's going to be really rough on the tranny, you know. So. No, you know what? So far, so good. Okay, all right. I don't know. I just get a little concerned. I don't. I don't want. I don't want to know that you guys broke down, you know. And all of a sudden, well, we break like, down. We break down from time to time, last <laughs> guys. Eh? Oh yeah. <laughs> I think we're we we are uh, we're one for three actually. We're winning in that category of bands most oh. breakdowns. Okay. All right. Well. <laughs> Please put that in the bio because that would be awesome. Hey, if you're just tuning in now to Steel City Music, I'm your host, Jamie Gunner-Smith, and I'm chatting with the fortunate uh, losers out of uh, Sudbury. And we were chatting about everything from uh, repurposing a school bus to touring to new albums and working with different uh, producers and engineers and getting their music uh, being pushed forward. The, the whole DIY aspect of being a Canadian musician. And uh, hopefully they're going to be going uh, out west, but they are performing at the Gossip Blues are coming up on September 16th, I believe Brent said, and uh, I'll make sure that I, before the interview or at the end of this interview, I'll tag in what time and what stage they'll be performing on. Uh, gentlemen, uh, thank you for uh, your time uh, for having Absolutely. this, this chit-chat. Thank you for having uh, us. October 6th will be, uh, according to Brad, that is the official uh, release date. What is the name of the album, Brad, uh, that we're calling? Is it just a self-title? Uh, yep, that's it. That's it, and then we're done with that one. Cool. Guys, thanks for this uh, chitty chat. And uh, I look forward to uh, hearing the, the new LP when you send it my way. Absolutely, man. Thanks for having us on, Jamie. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Glad to have you on. Hey, this is Brad from Fortunate Losers. And you're listening to our new single, Divine, on Steel City Music.
Steel City Music.